Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle, the podcast. This is your honey badger here giving it to you straight in the RV business as usual. And today we have a show packed with information. I'm going to go over a lot of things, uh, including a couple of announcements, uh, things that are going to reflect yourself on on whether you're going to buy an RV in 2022 here at the end or whether you're going to wait till 2023 or whether you're going to wait beyond 2023. So let me give you an experience that I've been having. And that is my wife and I have decided that we're going to go full time. Meaning we're going to move into a fifth wheel on my mom's property for the time being. Because even with, even with a good paying job, a business that's doing better every day, we cannot afford to stay in California anymore. We're going to eat into our savings. In fact, I've got a good amount of money set aside. And in that good money set aside, we figured between what I'm making at my job, which is still really good money, and between what I'm making on the businesses, we'll drain our savings in a year with the rate of inflation. So, you know, it's, it's just time. I've been itching to get out of California because the tax bracket is going to increase to over 15%. Sales tax is going to go up next year. Gas tax is going up next year. They're having a, they have a bill on the floor that they're not talking about that's going to tax food, tax gasoline uh, cars higher. I mean, there's just so many things going on here in California where in about a year, if you're middle or upper middle class or if you're a business owner, you're going to question whether you want to be here or not. So we decided because, first of all, I've only been at the new, the dream job for about two and a half months. So it's going to be hard to rent anything. Uh, It's going to be hard to buy anything. Um, so my mother offered us, she goes, well, why don't you guys, you're in the business, why don't you go do the whole moving and shopping experience, make it a part of your YouTube video, your YouTube channel, make it a part of your podcast, and tell people how it really is from the guy who actually is one of the voices of the RV business. I'm not the biggest voice. Maybe one day I'll be the biggest voice. So I said, screw it, let's do it. So my wife and I talked about it, and and we agreed. We're going to break the lease. We're going to get the heck out of California at the end of November. So we went shopping for a fifth wheel, and I had a budget. Uh, My budget that I drew in my line in the sand was going to be 40 grand. I'm like, a 40 grand fifth wheel will buy me something between a 2015 and a 2017. I know the business. Cosmetically, we really didn't care because we're going to make it our own anyway. It keeps the payment relatively low, around less than 450 bucks a month. And uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, somebody else took the hit 
And, and just me being in the business, it's like I didn't want to buy a new coach because buying a new coach, I'm going to give you guys this piece of advice. Buying a new coach, you need minimum 10% down. And I'm not willing at this time to spend over 100 grand and spend $10,000 to $15,000 to put a down payment on a coach. And, and it, it surprised people. They were, you know, it surprised a lot of guys that I know in the business, like, well, you really pound people for down payment whenever you're trying to get them to buy. And I said, yes, but there's a difference between them and me. I'm going to take a short-term loan and I'm going to pay it off in half the time. So I'm not going to put the down payment up front. I'm going to make it, make it up in payments. Okay. And what that means, guys, is if it's a $450 payment a month, I'm going to pay closer to six to $800 a month on that to pay it off sooner. But it's probably not going to be for the first year or two. So here's the secret. The secret is when I sat down and did the math, if I could buy a coach right around retail book or less, then what I would do is I'm going to sit and I'm going to make two years of minimum payments. And then after that, I'm just going to pay it off in big chunks. So I'm going to pay for it one way or the other. I'm going to make a down payment one way or the other. It's just a matter of when. The reason why I tell people up front is because a lot of people only make minimum payments. And you have to realize when you're buying a $120,000, $140,000 fifth wheel, I always recommend putting 20 or 30% down. In fact, if I was going to go down and buy a new one, I would want to put 25 or 30% down because I know what kind of position I'm going to be in if things go wrong. But I'm not buying new, I'm buying used, and I stuck to a structure of how much money I want to spend. Okay. So we went hunting. We did most of our research online, and let me tell you guys, this is how quickly I pull the trigger on something. See, the, and this is the difference in somebody that's experienced 12 years in the business. <clears throat> I've done every single job you can think of in the RV business in 12 years, pardon me. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I do this completely unscripted. I, I, t I, I know what I'm going to talk about, but I do this unscripted. 12 years of doing this, I've done everything from being a finance manager to being a general manager to being a mechanic to being a porter. I washed them. I cleaned them. I fixed them. I got them financed. I did walkthroughs. I sold them. Just about every single job you could do. I got them registered at the DMV. I dealt with the wholesale side as far as uh, wholesaling units, buying units wholesale. So I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm doing. So it's quicker for a guy like me to pull the trigger same day on something as long as I have done my due diligence on what I'm looking for. So we narrowed it down to five. We found five units and we visited every one of them over the weekend. And it's interesting because my wife's perspective is a lot different than mine. Now, this is the difference, guys. I didn't go out by myself. So this is for the gentlemen out there because I found that 75% of my audience is men, okay? Men, 
if you're married, do not go RV shopping without your wife. Period. Learn from the honey badger, the master. I am the master of my domain when it comes to the sales of RVs. And I am yet to find a man that bought an RV that the wife absolutely adored without her consultation. And let me tell you what happens. A lot of guys go out as what we call one-legger in the business. And they go out and they find like five, three units that they absolutely love and adore. And they bring the wife back and the wife doesn't even care. She's on a mission to find something of her own. And nine times out of ten, it's more money than what you want to spend. And because you did not do what I did with my wife is told her, look, these are the five we're looking at. We're not going anything outside of that. But my wife is different. So what's interesting is I took my wife to five different coaches and we didn't buy any of the five. So even though I set the parameters of it all, we didn't buy any of the five. She hated all of them. She liked bits and pieces of them. And sitting her down inside the coaches, we only filmed a few of them, but sitting inside of them, she had a perspective that was different than mine. Okay, Her main concerns were where are we going to store clothes? And a lot of bunkhouse fifth wheels don't have a lot of clothing storage for the kids. So we happened to be at this place and she went off roaming while I was talking to the owner about other things. And she found this Cougar fifth wheel. And it's a model that hasn't been built in a long time. And he said, oh yeah, it's a 2019. I go, oh God, that's 50 grand. And uh, it just, I knew it, it had to be 50, 55 grand because I know the market right now. And I was on my phone while I was doing this and I looked at retail book, retail book with no ads, which is what you need to go by whenever you're doing a shopping experience on a used coach. Ads don't matter. It was $48,000. So I was pretty close to what I thought it was going to go for. When the guy told me he was selling it for thirty-four grand, I about puked. Like, okay, what the heck's wrong with this thing? So I went inside and I did all my checking. The guy plugged it in for me into a generator, and we went through it. And and my wife all of a sudden started opening up cabinets, start opening up drawers, started opening up wardrobe area, and now all of a sudden we're bringing out the tape measure. And I know my wife's done, and she found her coach. Now it's time for me to do my thing. My thing is, is trying to go through and find out what's wrong with it. Well, cosmetically, this thing was trashed. The outside looked fabulous, but the inside was absolutely garbage. Uh, you know, just lots of, you, you could tell somebody lived in this for about six months to a year with kids. But the functionality of it, everything worked. The auto level system, uh, the 12 volt uh, heater for the tanks. Uh, we're gonna be moving to Oregon during the winter, so it had the Arctic package on it. Um, it had everything we needed and it all worked. 
so guys, you know, I also realized that I, you know, this guy didn't have a lot of financing options. He had two options and both banks came back at eight and a half percent. Guys, that's the norm. Okay. Now I know I can do better by going to a credit union. Okay. So, and it's kind of interesting because even though the wholesale book on the coach was $38,000 and I'm buying back of wholesale book, they wanted huge money down, these two companies, to finance this thing. So it just goes to show you that and I'm not talking about they want ten grand. I'm talking about they want six, seven thousand dollars. They want to be in it eighty percent loan to value. They're not very good banks, okay? But that's what the guy had to work with, and I I can't blame him. He doesn't sell new product. He only sells used, and he's very successful at it. And he doesn't care where the money comes from. He just has those two banks set up, just in case, right? So we went to a credit union. We went to Travis Credit Union here locally in Vacaville. Got 6.24% over a 10-year loan. Now that 10-year loan is uh, is going to be, I think the payment was like 420 is what my wife and I end up thinking, calculating it out to. And at the end of the day, um, it, it was perfect. Zero money out of pocket, four twenty a month, and we're off and running. Now we all we did this in two days, three days, three days. Imagine that from the time we made the decision to the time we signed on the dotted line, three days. Okay. Now I'm not telling you you have to go and do that. What I'm telling you is that's how easy the process is once you are ready willing and able it's that easy and you know at this moment in time where we stand as an industry is we're going back to normal the industry for so long was so screwy that a lot of people thought that was the new norm we're going back to where it was i knew guys eventually Everything was going to go back to normal. Everything was going to get corrected. There is no way in God's green earth that, you know, F-250 diesel trucks were going to be sold for 20 grand over sticker for the rest of eternity. There's no way housing was going to stay 20 to 30% inflated. There is no way that RVs were going to be sold at MSRP or for 10, 20 grand over retail book. We found something back of wholesale. And it just took, and what it took really was just making the commitment. And we were ready to make that commitment. If you look at my living room right now, if you look at what we did yesterday, we took a bunch of stuff to donation. We're making very difficult decisions. 
We're going to downsize our life, and I'm going to put it on camera. I'm going to put it on the bloody YouTube channel, HBRV Lifestyle, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, it gives us a freedom. So this, and, and I'm getting asked a lot by friends, why am I doing this? Well, for those of you that are fans, have been fans of mine for a while, if you're a fan of my YouTube channel, if you're a fan of my previous podcast, if you're... Uh, if you were a client of mine, if, if I've worked with you, you know that I'm adaptable. I see the writing on the wall here in California. And I see the writing in the wall for the next year or two in the business I'm in. I know next year, no matter if I go sell them at a dealership, go be a manager at a dealership, or stick to what I'm doing right now, it's going to be a horrible year. And the reason why is because right now in this environment, it is a buyer's market. And I remember the first buyer's market I was in, I made about 45% less than I normally did in a okay year. Not a good year, not a great year, an okay year. An okay for a year for me is about 120 grand a year, about 10 grand a month before taxes. So I'm going to assume it's going to be somewhere around 80 to 85 grand next year. I'm probably going to take my, during a good year, I make 200. During an incredible year, I make 350, 400. Those are huge numbers. Now, after taxes and insurance and all the other stuff, it's not that much money. Okay. Everybody forgets that. So how do you how do you save money? How do you how do you get to the next level where you save money? Well, the next level is being adaptable. If we owned a home right now in this environment in California. We'd be screwed. And the reason why we would be screwed is because housing prices are dropping, interest rates are rising. We'd be stuck here. And we would probably, in a year, drain through our savings, maybe less, just to pay the mortgage. Because the, the market's not there right now. It's winter. The market isn't there. Everybody's waiting to see what the election results are. Then we're going to fight Christmas and fight Santa Claus. Then we're going to fight tax season. And then March, it'll pick up. That's the norm of the RV business. But this year, through this year, it is going to be a buyer's market. And there just isn't enough of you out there willing to We'll quote, put quotation marks, take a risk, even though you have the ability, even though you have the money, even though you have solid jobs, even though everything's good, you are unwilling to go and buy right now. You guys are waiting till spring, a lot of you. So you're probably right. The buyer's market's probably going to extend through spring. But it's only going to be on 2022 year model stuff. This is why I want you guys to realize, and this is something I was talking about to a customer uh, at a lot last week. 
they asked me, they recognized me and they asked me, they said, hey man, why do you keep saying that we should buy now? I mean, we, 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 we want to wait. We're not going to be able to use it until probably March, April, May. And I go, there's plenty of fall and winter camping to do, guys. But let me tell you why I would do it now. And I said, because let's just say this unit is here in six months. He goes, yeah. The worst thing for a trailer or a fifth wheel or a motorhome is to sit on a dealer lot. And then just imagine if you have snow in your area or you have bad weather in your area. If that 2022 is still on the lot after six months of being in the snow, the rain, the cold weather. Just imagine that. I mean, is it is it going to be bad? No, but it's the worst thing in the world for an RV to sit. It doesn't show well. You know, and and, and realize... Yeah, oh, I might get a better deal if it's six months older. Sure. But remember, interest rates are not going down. In a week, interest rates will go up three quarters of a percent. I will say one thing, at least the industry on the wholesale side, on the factory side, is stabilized. We're not getting big price increases, but, you know, and for the most part, things have finally stabilized. And that's, that's a good thing. But again, at the end of the day, guys, let me put it this way. If everybody just stops buying everything, there's going to be a lot of jobs lost. That's the truth. Okay. We don't have to go buy houses. But and I'm and I'm not referring to people right now that are living paycheck to paycheck and don't know when their next meal is coming from. This message is for more the people that they want to do this, but they're scared because of the economy. They're scared because of the elections, they're scared for many reasons. I will tell you that at the end of the day, if, if this applies to you, there's nothing to be scared of. We're correcting. And you're going to get in a pricing and deals right now that are going to be better than they will in the spring. Look what I just found. I found a fifth wheel for back of wholesale book. I bought it like almost if I was a dealer. Now, if I was a dealer, I'd probably buy it for three or four grand less because of the cosmetic issues. But for the most part, I bought this fifth wheel back of wholesale book as, an, as, a, as a consumer. Guy didn't know I was in the business until I told him I was in the business. 
So just imagine 2019 Cougar I got for back of wholesale book, almost for what they would go for at auction. The deals are out there, guys. You just have to be ready, willing, and able. They're out there. They're out, they're out in big force. Now, those of you waiting till spring, for there's several reasons not to buy, guys. First of all, if your credit's not the best and you're working on it, it's it, it, work on it. There's no rush. Your interest rates aren't going to get affected. If you got a 620 FICO score, you're going to be somewhere around 17.95 today, and you're going to be around 17.95 in the spring. Doesn't affect you much. If if your debt to income ratio is way off because your bills are really high because you need to pay off some stuff, trust me, you need to do that. That's the, you have to understand. That's why I keep my wife's credit card balances almost to nothing to keep her debt to income ratio proper. So in an emergency, we can get any kind of loan we need. Credit utilization. If you're if your credit card debt's over fifty percent, maybe it's not the time to buy an RV because you're probably gonna have a tough time getting a loan. If your bankruptcy is is just about to drop off next year, there's another reason not to buy and to wait. This is referring to the people that have already ready. They already they've been shopping for six months. They have narrowed it down. And all of a sudden, oh no, we gotta wait because uh, we gotta make sure the Democrats stand power, or we gotta make sure there's a red wave that comes, or we gotta wait till gas prices go down. Guys, gas prices are not going down anytime soon. Gas prices around the world are not gonna go down to what they were in 2020. If, if you go look back in history, and this is a history lesson for those that didn't go through it or don't remember going through it, but in 2008, the national gas price average was $4.36 a gallon in July. You can Google that. At the end of the Bush term into the beginnings of the Obama term, gas prices were insane. And yet, I remember as a teenager, well, no, I wasn't a teenager. I remember as a man in his mid to late 20s, I keep forgetting that I'm this old. Uh, let's see, I was 24. And I remember seeing motorhomes all over the place. Travel trailers going up and down Highway 395 in California going to Bishop, June Lake, and Mammoth. It didn't stop anybody. It stopped it at first like it is right now. It was like, holy crap, everybody's losing their home. Subprime lending is out of control. It's It brought it to a halt because for a while because manufacturers going out of business. We had to let the dust settle. But I remember when I first got in this business... 
There was a point in time where I told customers, I got to the point where I told customers, these discounts aren't going to last forever. Eventually, the owner's going to have to make money to stay in business. At the time, at Giant RV, it was it was about get he owned, Bob owned the majority of the inventory in cash. So the the fire sale we had, and it was a fire sale, was to free up cash. Mike Thompson's same thing, but Frank had a different attitude. Frank's attitude was let's just stick a fire hose down everybody's throat and turn it on. So we have to you have to look at it from the perspective of that the fire sale isn't gonna last. And it didn't. It lasted about eight months when I first got in this business. After eight months, prices went right back up. Now they were in profitable range. I remember selling Fleetwood diesel pushers discoveries for $25,000, $35,000 back of, of what we actually owned it for. I remember taking stupid, stupid losses on Damon Motorhomes, and they would pay us a flat to sell them. I remember Weekend Warrior. It was like, whatever we can get, we're going to take. I remember one we owned for like 32 grand, this big, this, this small little uh, trailer. We owned it for like 32 grand. We sold it for 21.9. It was time to move on. So at the end of the day, we have to realize that this fire sale that's going on right now, that a lot of dealers, not every dealership has caught up to this, but the majority of dealerships have caught on to this. It isn't going to last. And you can't look at the percentage, guys. That's the hard part. The hard part is everybody's used to this big percentage discount off. And I, I'm going to... I'm going to explain this again because I think this is the toughest part for people to wrap their head around. When the price increases occurred from the factory, they raised the invoice, obviously, on the dealerships, but they didn't raise the MSRP that much. So I remember when, and I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I remember the days when I would give a 35% discount off MSRP on a, uh, any almost every product we had on the lot. That was back in 2012, 2013, 2014. When you were giving 35% off, you were still making a good margin on them. You were still making a decent paycheck you know when you had a a hundred thousand dollar fifth wheel toy hauler and you were selling it for 65 to 70 grand you were making some money you were you were you were making like a killing but you were making some money you were making 
what you should make on that type of unit, on that type of investment. Those days are gone. You get 35% off MSRP, it's a loser. You get 30% off MSRP, a lot of times it's a loser. So when I tell you prices are crashing, it isn't people going, I'm going to give you 40, 50% off. It's these guys are taking almost nothing, if not taking losses to move 2022 aged inventory. On the factory side, they're getting more aggressive with pricing. And dealers are like, okay, cool, I can write down this and I can write. What they're doing is instead of just selling that unit for whatever the discounted price they got, they're using that money to write down their other inventory so they can give you a better price. Are there those that are not doing it? Absolutely. I have a, a few dealer friends of mine. They're like, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to wait it out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, we're going to do it to 2022 inventory. We're going to take almost nothing deals on them, but 23s, we're raising the price. I asked a <clears throat> good friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, he, he owns a couple of dealers. I'm not going to tell you where. And he simply said to me, he says, you know, at some point I got to make money. And he says, when it hits March, I, I got to start raising my prices back up. Imagine that. And he's part of a group of dealers that talk to each other. So, you know, they're all talking about the same thing. He goes, at some point I got to make money. Right now, in this environment, everything I sell, I'm not making money on. I'm either breaking even or I'm taking a loss. By the time I pay the salesperson, by the time I pay insurance, by the time I prep it, by the time I fix them, by the time I deal with any cosmetic issues from lot damage, by the time I write down the interest rate for some of these guys just to move the product, Stunning, huh? I know it's stunning to me. I have one dealer friend of mine, really good friend of mine. Love him to death. Worked for him. Well, worked with him, meaning my company worked with him. Basically, he told me, like, hey, man, whatever we can get for him, we're getting for him within reason. And he said, uh, he, he, we were talking the other day about a game, what his game plan was, and, and he was trying to get me involved in some of his social media marketing. And so as we were talking about that for 2023, he goes, hey, but by the way, just to let you know, I wouldn't, because I, I, I'm working on an ad for him. He says, uh, the one thing I want is I want to make sure that this all ends November 30th. And I go, why November 30th? And he goes, because <clears throat> December's slow, January's slow. And he says, uh, you know, I, I might just shut down the dealerships while the snow's there. I might just kind of lay everybody off for two months and, and call it a day. And he says, but starting February 1st, 
uh, I'm raising my prices. Even if they're on 2022 inventory, I'm raising my prices. I, I got to make profit at some point. So guys, this is the, the reason why I pass the information on to you that this is the time to buy. We're now on October 27th. We got a month left before these guys start catching on that they got to make money. Because eventually, like I'm going to give you guys an example. Curtis Trailers in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, great dealership. During this November 10th through 13th show, they're expecting to sell 100 plus trailers. If they, if you combine that with what they did in September, he is going to get to the point where their inventory is going to get cut down. Once their inventory gets cut down, they're going to get 2023 year models in, more of them. They got a couple on order with me. Do you think you're going to get the same prices? No. Take advantage of these guys, man, right now. I'm telling you. De dealers are, and when you walk in, and here's the difference, okay? When you walk into a dealership and they've taken all the meat off the bone, don't offer them 10 or 20% less. Come on, guys. I mean, they, they can't take 30% losses. They could take 2 or 3% losses. They can't take 30%. The worst thing in the world that could ever, ever happen is if you're sitting around and you're offering money that is just ridiculous off. And then you feel like, well, I guess just really isn't a buyer's market, is it? I guess that guy's wrong. How am I wrong? You See, that's the thing. I get some really interesting hate emails. I get some hate messages on YouTube. I get some real, like dig into your heart type of comments. Well, if a dealer's not willing to go 30, 40% in the hole, it's really not a buyer's market. Obviously, you've never been in the luxury sales business, sir. Uh, when was the last time that uh, Ferrari gave you that kind of deal? When was the last time that a boat manufacturer gave you that deal. When was the last time you bought a yacht for 30, 40% less than what it was built for? Tell me. There are There is a difference between breaking even, taking a little bit of a loss, making a little bit of money, and being ridiculous. It's about the margins, okay? Right now, the margins in food, milk, water, energy, not going away. They're making big, huge margins, but their net profit is terrible. That, that's for another day, another YouTube channel. The margins on RVs are different and boats are different. The profit margin right now is virtually nothing on paper let me explain this for those of you that are grinders on paper if they sell you a coach at pure invoice they are losing money because the manufacturer does not pay for them to prep the coach 
So the battery's out of pocket, the propane's out of their pocket, the starter kit's out of their pocket, the cleaning, the paying the technician to make sure everything works, that is all out of pocket by the dealer. The manufacturers do not participate in that. If they take a, if if they make let's say four or five hundred dollars over invoice on a travel trailer, they are breaking even, or still losing a little bit of money depending on where you live. See, nobody takes into account a couple of things when a dealership in a buyer's market with the RV business. Okay, a true buyer's market. Whatever the dealer sells it for, even if it shows that it's over a certain amount of money, let's say it's $1,000 over invoice, they're still losing money. Got to pay for employees. Got to pay the commission to the salesperson. Got to pay the porter to wash it. Got to pay the technician to fix it. Got to pay for the parts. Got to pay for the administrator that actually registers the unit with the DMV. Got to pay the person that actually processes the paperwork for the bank. If it's a cash deal, it's the same person that still makes the same process. So you're paying six people, we'll say four to six people, depending on how your dealership's structured, four to six people to sell that RV for $1,000 over invoice. That's a loss. Then you got to account for all the interest they paid on that trailer. You got to accumulate for all the curtailments that they've paid on that trailer. All the expenses that go into it. So when a dealership sells, let's say they sell a coach for $2,500 over invoice, they're making a little bit of money. They're probably putting 40, 50, 60 bucks in their own pocket every time they do that. Doesn't sound like a lot, but there's a mixture of different ways that a dealership makes money, okay? But that's just an example, guys. The owner, the business, takes home a very small percentage of what they call the gross profit. When they sell something to you at a price that's at invoice or at 500 over or whatever the case may be is here in a buyer's market, they're hoping you finance it. So let's say you let them finance it through a credit union at their own location. There's a system called Cuddle that has the majority of credit unions. So if you have a credit union in your area, they're probably on Cuddle. The bank will give them a 1% or 2% check. So if it's a $20,000 loan, the credit union will send 400 bucks. That helps. If you happen to buy an extended warranty, you happen to buy some other products, you start using their service department, you start using a parts department, eventually they will make money on you. But in all reality, and every, every area is different, guys. I get a lot of people here in California that want to supposedly drive to Ohio to save money. And then they go look at, oh my God, how much is going to cost me in fuel? Well, how much do you think it costs a driver in fuel to actually drive it from Indiana to California, right? 
So just keep those things in mind as 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 we're 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 you're shopping right now, right? As you're if if you think that a buyer's market is 50, 60% off MSRP, we're never going to get there. Never ever going to get there. And banks are going to raise their interest rates. So when the bank raises their interest rates, it makes it harder for dealerships to make money. I had a friend of mine that said right now he's buying the rate, buying the rate from the bank at eight and a half. That's huge. And you make no money at that. I have some people tell me banks are starting to buy a sell the rate at 8.99 for outstanding credit. So what are most guys doing? They're adapting, they're overcoming, they're starting to use more credit units, they're starting to use cuddle, they're understanding that it's just you, you gotta throw up your hands at one point and say, what's more important? Making profit or moving units? And right now, for most dealerships, it's moving units. So with that being said, guys, don't get caught up in politics. Don't get caught up in inflation. Don't get caught up in interest rates. If I could go find a coach for 6.24% over a 10-year loan, if I can go and find a coach in three days, back of wholesale book from a dealership, it, it, it isn't that hard. It's not that hard to find deals right now. You just got to know what to look for. Now, I'm going to offer my services here. So I'm doing a, a, a promotion for my company and through, my, and through HBRV Lifestyle. If you go to my YouTube channel... You go up, you put HB, that's H is in Henry, B is in Bravo, R is in Randy, V is in Victor, and then Lifestyle. There's two channels. One is the podcast that you're obviously either watching or listening to right now. And then the other one, which is my main channel, which has about 2,800 subscribers, 2,700 subscribers, something like that. There's a membership program. If you want my help... There is a process where you pay a fee, a monthly fee, and I will help you buy an RV. I will help you. you can, we can communicate. Um, we can talk over numbers. Uh, we can talk over things like that. I, I'm more than happy to help. It's a membership program I set up through my YouTube channel. It, I think it costs like 25 bucks a month, and you have access to me. That's cheap, guys. But I figured at 25 bucks a month, if you're willing to spend 25 bucks a month, you're serious that you want to buy an RV. And I will help you with that process. Doesn't matter if it's a $5,000 travel trailer or $500,000 diesel pusher. I can help you out with those things. And anything I don't know, which I there are things I don't know, I will find out. I have the network to find out. 
I can help you find financing. I can tell you what the deal looks like. There's going to be dealerships that come up to you and say, I will do it for that price only if you do our financing. I'll teach you how to use that to your advantage because it helps the dealer, it helps the bank, and it helps you. I'll give you exactly how that works. So just go on there, sign up for the membership, pay for the membership. Uh, I'm going to have private videos starting to be set up there for members. So if you want to stick around as a member for a while, uh, I'm going to have different videos on there that are going to give you uh, information uh, that I'm not going to give out to the public. That is, it's wrong to give out to the public that I should be paid for. I give a lot of free information already. And, and, and guys, I, I'm not here as if come all, right? There are things right now that suck, but there are things that are very interesting. Guys, there are more RVs on the road still. Gas prices are not affecting people camping. It's, it's shocking. Like, we drove down Highway uh, Interstate 80, and all we see are people in their fifth wheels, people in their travel trails, people in their motorhomes. We went up uh, US 50, which connects uh, Sacramento area to Lake Tahoe. RVs for miles. Just everything from toy haulers to diesel pushers. They're everywhere. So gas prices are not slowing this industry down when it comes to actual people camping. What's slowing down is first-time buyers. They're scared. You guys didn't want to buy. And, 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 and let me let me just... Don't get mad at me for this statement, but you guys didn't want to buy in 2020 or 2021 or early this year because, oh, those prices are way too high. I'm going to wait till they come down. Now they've come down and they're come down to where dealers are not making money, but, oh, the interest rates are too high and gas prices are too high. These are the people I'm talking to. I'm not talking to the guy getting ready because he doesn't have his credit ready or doesn't have the down payment or doesn't have this. I'm talking to you, the person already has the down, already has the credit, already ready to make the purchase, already has all the cash ready because maybe you're a cash buyer, but you're making every excuse in the world. Well, let me tell you, a lot of people, and I did this over uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I did this on on my YouTube channel. If, if, if you travel 2,000 miles a year, 2,000 miles a year, okay, in your RV, and I'm going to use $2 more a gallon, not the total gas, what gas costs. I'm talking about it's $2 more a gallon than what you were paying a year or two ago. That's where we're at, almost, almost 30 40% more. You're spending an extra $400 a year in gasoline or diesel. $400 more to go take your trips. That's fuel. Total. So if you do four trips a year, it's one bill. 
one $100 bill more than what you're paying than what you were paying a year or two ago in gas. The problem is we look at the big number, we don't look at what the difference figure is. It's the same thing when people bring in trades. I always worked trades on a difference figure. And the reason why I worked a difference figure is because some people just need to see that all it is is a, is a difference. I used to have guys that had trade you trades they own free and clear. What do you give me for my trade? I used to tell them, I don't care what I'm going to give you for your trade. What I want to know is what the difference figure you're looking for. The difference between what your trade you think your trade is worth and what you're looking to pay for the new coach. What's the difference? And and eight times out of ten, people would give me the answer. The other two was just people want to play games. So you you got to look at the difference when it comes to gasoline. The difference figure on average nationwide is two dollars more a gallon than what you were spending. Two thousand miles a year, which is a lot of miles guys at 10 miles per gallon average between a diesel truck a gas truck and a motorhome I averaged it out to be about 10 miles per gallon that's 400 extra dollars a year that's $100 a trip if you can't afford $100 more per trip then you are absolutely right you are not ready to buy an RV you are absolutely correct but I'm going to tell you that there is a ton of them out there going camping right now. And I'm about to go full time. The difference between what you were paying in interest a year ago and today is 4% on average. Four percent on average on a thousand dollar loan that's four dollars four dollars a week that's sixteen dollars a month amortize and amortize I can't even say that today that means you're spending an extra thirty seven to forty dollars a month than you were last year Now, obviously, per thousand, okay. So when I'm talking, you know, when you're on a five hundred thousand dollar diesel pusher, that's a lot different math than what you're talking about on something that's like a forty or fifty thousand dollar trailer. But just think about that for a minute. When you actually sit down and do the math, the interest rate is not that much. So here, I'm going to do an interest rate calculation right here. Okay, so I've got my phone. We're going to go to our. We're going to use an RV calculator loan calculator okay I typically like to use uh, SE financials so we're going to use a $50,000 loan we're going to do a 180 month term and let's do uh, last year's rate which is 4.99 your payment last year on a $50,000 loan would have been $395.14. Let's add 4%. Let's go 8.99. 
I'm about right. 486. So it's actually $12 per thousand. No. Hold on. I'm doing my math wrong. Hold on. 395 minus 486. So 91 divided by... For every $1,000, you're spending $18 more per month. Sorry, 18 cents. So it didn't go, you got to look at the difference figure, right? So here's an example. Let me give you a great example. Let's do this $50,000 loan. And let's do it at 180 months. So that came out to 486 when I did this, okay? Now, let's say you refinance it in a year to 5 point, let's call it 5.49, okay? But the term shrinks to 120 months. Your payment goes up $22, And it's a shorter term. So just kind of think of those things. Think of what you're going to do. So just think, let me let me kind of put it in, in, in a context that you guys will probably, we'll say, a context that will help you understand my perspective. You have to be adaptable. Rates are going up. Just get it done. 